Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and we are joined once again by my co-host, Tyler Watts. Tyler, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mike. How you doing, man? It's good. To, it's good to hear from you. I'm doing. All, I'm doing all right. It's been a weird. It's been a weird long week. Just because you're a Bulls fan, that does that make uh, it longer or that, shorter? Or that's every week as a weird long week when you're a Bulls fan for the last like seven years. It's been horrible. Well, it can only get better from here, right? Yeah, uh, that's what they kept saying. It's not. It hasn't gotten better. It's just refusing to get better. At least it's 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 probably I'd say Bulls when it comes to how Bulls fans are feeling. It's almost as low as after the first Derrick Rose injury. It's almost there. You can't quite get there, obviously, because that was tragic. But um, at least it's not like just pure on depression. At least it's like kind of like car wreck entertainment. So, are you with Evan Turner? I'm never with Evan Turner. Oh, you don't want to see the Bulls boxing match? Uh, what, what, what did Evan Turner say? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, he apparently said that the the Bulls, uh, like Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, or should one of those two should fight Rajon Rondo on a boxing match to settle the Bulls issues. That's a terrible idea. Fuck. Oh, well, there you go. There it is. Uh, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> that guy's worthless. I hate Evan Turner. Is, is, is scum of the earth. Apparently, Soldier Boy and some other guy are fighting, and he wants to make that on the uh, undercard of the of that. I don't, Seems like I, Evan Turner's got a lot of time on his hands. Evan he Turner, he's finally starting to play. Yeah, he's, I don't know, man. He he, that's that's the way he wants to solve it. I thought maybe you'd be in on that. Just like, yeah, let's let him throw down. No, I I, I listened to a very sobering. Um, I already forgot his name. The new the latest podcast from Nick Friedle and um, Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe. Jeez, wow. Kept wanting to say Nate Silver, but uh, I get my my quants mixed up. They're both they come from the same nerdy mold. So I think I come from that mold. So don't yeah, fun. data analytics. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. The world the world goes around on science. At least it used to. Um, but yeah, if you haven't listened to Zekla's new podcast, if you really care about the Bulls, uh, it's a pretty good one. It's it, times are tough. Even there's even um, depression about the new new Benny the Bull. It's just it's bad bad times in Chicago. You can make a new Benny the Bull. So uh, this should not be surprising coming from Garpax management, uh, Ryan Doris management. Uh, Benny the Bull, one of the best mascots uh, of all time. Uh, running for like seven or eight, maybe even longer years, the guy who played Benny the Bull left. And um, they got a new Benny the Bull. Same costume, obviously. But the guy can't dunk. (laughs) That should be like question number one in the interview. Like, all right, let's see your dunks. Like, he's a bad dunker. He's not good. Like, people are openly complaining about how bad Benny the Bull is. Uh, Obviously... Management thought they could just go throw any old guy in there and it'd work out. That's what they did with the roster. Why not do it with Benny the Bull? So, so, so that's how bad it is, though. You you have, you even have to make fun of the mascot now. I mean, come on. Times, times are tough. Times are tough in Chicago, but uh, when we when we go on a fourteen out of 
five winning streak over the next month, I'll be I'll be much happier. Hey, they whaled the Sixers last night. Wow. So you can't have everything. <laughs> it ain't bad, you know? Yeah, they lost to the Heat right before that. It's hard to get excited. Um, at least they beat the Embiidless Sixers. Like, that would have been rock bottom. Hey, the Kings couldn't do it. Well, the Kings have their own special breed of that. That's another good Zach Lowe, if you haven't listened to that one. Another breed of uh, problems. Um, listen to that one, too, the, the, how messed up their management is. I, if I had to go with Zach's management or Chicago's management, I'd definitely take Chicago's management any day. I think Sacramento's might be the worst in the league, so I think I would take anyone over them. So yeah, um, I completely agree. Let's let's get into the fantasy basketball. That's what the that's what the people are clamoring for, from what I hear. Um, and let's start with what we usually start with: the uh, news from around the league. Uh, quite a few injuries in the in the last uh, week that we haven't even got to. It seems like every week there's another crop of uh, like somewhat serious injuries. Wasn't that how it always goes? I mean, injuries just. I feel like there was more than this usual. Time of year. All right, I'll 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 go with you on this one. I'm not sure, but I'll go with you. I've done the study. It feel it just feels that way. I'm, my intuition says it seems like every week there's a few more guys injured, and you're just like, really, that guy got injured? There's been some stupid injuries too. You want to start with the stupidest injury of them all? Let's do it. All right, the um, man in the middle. For your Oklahoma City Thunder, Enos Cantor fractures his his hand or his arm or something like punching a uh, punching the the chair or the bench. I didn't see the replay, but he basically just is an idiot. Oh, oh, you have got to see this. Watch this. Okay, he broke his forearm. Okay, because he goes to slam his fist down on this folding chair. And as he just before he hits the folding chair, the chair pops up a little bit, like just as he's making contact, and the metal part crushed his forearm. Like the metal part of the seat comes up and whacked him in the forearm and broke his forearm. And so now he had to have surgery and he's gonna miss probably six to eight weeks because he punched a chair. Now this was after thirty seconds, a minute, two minutes after he punched the court being a baby. And I'm just like, what? What is wrong with this guy? Like, wh- wh- why are you taking out on the chair? Just play better. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. This guy is. What is he doing? I mean, I get it. You're upset. Um, it's the third quarter. It's not even like a. Yeah, it's not even that big of a a deal, right? You would think. And they crushed them. They won by eleven. They were playing Dallas. Well, yeah, they're not even playing that 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 good of a team. Oh yeah, he hits that chair pretty hard. What a don't stop doing that. It's um it's even worse when I, I feel like I mean maybe not worse, but when baseball players do it. It's like, hey buddy, especially pitchers, it's like, hey, you make your money with your hand, you moron. Like stop trying to break your hand. It just seemed like the dumbest possible injury. Um so, I blame it on the a- mustache. Yeah, it's an it's it's an epidemic in Oklahoma City. Those stupid mustaches. Um, since Enos Cantor is out, I mean, I think this is kind of a 
maybe not obvious, but a, a little bit on the nose that uh, Stephen Adams is going to get more minutes. Um, but in the past, he, uh, Stephen Adams, when Enos Kander has been out, his, his minutes will go up a, a, a bit, but they don't fly off the roof because Stephen Adams is already kind of playing uh, starters minutes as it is. So do you see anyone benefiting from um, Enos Kander's absence, which is a whole six to eight weeks? I mean, you don't love anybody. I mean, they got they got Grant, they got Laverne. I mean, they they got some guys they can play. Maybe Sabonis gets some minutes, some extra minutes. But I mean, no one in like a, a shallow ten or twelve team league where I'm thinking about picking them up. Um, it does make, like you said, Stephen Adams a little more sexy. Um, I'll just like Stephen Adams' game. Makes Sabonis sexy sexier. Does it though? I mean, like. Yeah. I, I mean that that's the problem with this and I think that's a lot a problem with a lot of uh injuries around the league is that you oh you see a starter get injured you're like oh great um that means more minutes for somebody else but then you look at the rest of their team and you're like oh boy um there's nobody else on this team that's any good um, have you looked at Sabonis's numbers in in 20 um 21 and a half minutes this season they're not good and so, I mean, even if he gets to, like, 30 really not minutes, like, are you going after that? Like, he will get you over a three-pointer a game if, if that's something you want. Even if he's at, like, 25 minutes, are, are you interested in him? I am not interested if he's at 35 minutes. Are you interested in, in, in Joffrey Levine? <laughs> Joffrey Lavernier. That, I think that's how you Levan say it. <laughs> Oh man, he's rocking a beard now. Wow, man, this this is this is too much. Too much. Uh, he got twenty one minutes on Sunday. Um, he shot the ball well. I'm not interested in him either, though. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, I I just don't think really. In, in deeper leagues, I might go for Lavernier. I might go for Jeremy Grant. Um, but they all seem like they're gonna get like twenty to twenty five minutes and just split the baby. Yeah. So to speak. They're going to share that load. Um, it, we, one of the things I like to go look at is the per 36 numbers, even though those don't often translate um, exactly. But um, when you go look at the per 36 for both Joffrey and uh, Sabonis, you're not getting, you're not getting anything. Nothing stands out. You're not like, Oh man, if that guy played 36 minutes, you'd have three blocks. It's like, no, he's just be a regular basketball player not very interesting at all um i think joffrey was a little interesting when he was with denver occasionally so but it doesn't i really doubt he gets the uh, the type of minutes outside of uh outside of deep league so if you're in a deep league I, i'd maybe pick up uh joffrey or or run with sabonis or stream with the, some of those guys if they're hanging around on your waiver wires if you're in like a 14 16 team league but other than that I'm not excited about anybody on this team due to uh, Enos's unfortunate incident. And uh, the one last thing I'll mention is you, you probably got to cut Enos Cantor. I mean, if he's going to miss six to eight weeks, um, unless you're riding high in first or you got an IR spot, like you, you can't afford to miss that that type of production for that long. Um, and I wouldn't say that he's like – I mean, he's a top, what, maybe 100 player barely. Um, so he's really not worth holding on to for that long. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you were in a um, a non playoff league, would you would you hold? Uh, so if you're in a roto non playoff league, would you hold on to Enos, Enos Cantor? I mean, if the game's played limits are are pretty stringent, 
and, and it doesn't really allow for almost any streaming, then, I mean, you could think about it. But, I mean, Cantor is what he is. I mean, seven seven rebounds and, and 14 and a half points a game with little blocks or steals. I mean, like, I don't think – I think you can find the production elsewhere. Yeah, I think um, it, hurt, it hurts you if you're, like, in a bigger league, obviously. But uh, standard league-wise, you're losing a, a guy who should be on a team, but – you're going to replace him with someone who's at least almost 85, 90% of what you were getting from Enos Cantor, probably off the waiver wire. I'm with you there. Let's, uh, let's move on to someone who's actually coming back from injury. The great Evan Fournier. Do not Google Fournier. Um, have you Googled Fournier before? Yes, I, I, I have. And it's, it's this, not, yeah, it's not, not pretty. A, this is not a joke. Don't like, I'm not, joking do not google fournier it's the it's it's this is a real warning don't do it uh but evan fournier you can google him and he is back he has been out um he's playing tonight i believe coming off the bench so probably limited minutes are you excited about the return of evan fournier um if he's available in my league i'm picking him up i mean i'm excited in the sense that he's gonna do evan fournier things which yeah, I mean, he's been scoring scoring you some all right points, and he gets you a steal a game and almost two threes and not much else, but that's something. Yeah, he's a top one hundred player. I mean, he's definitely in the standard league mix. Um, okay, threes and um, pretty good points for someone if you're he's sitting on your waiver wire and you need points, you should definitely be picking this guy up. But you know, other than that, he's not terribly impressive. He doesn't shoot the ball. Uh, his percentages uh, for field goal is eh, something to be desired a little bit. But um, other than that, you know, his counting stats are, are, are a little low, which does keep him at the lower um, realms of a standard league. But, yeah, I'd pick him up. If he if he's sitting on your waiver wire, even after, you know, whatever he does tonight, which will probably be in limited minutes, not terribly impressive, Um I would I would want him on on my team if you definitely if you have Enos Cantor make that switch right now. You want you want to hear his tremendous tremendous stat line from tonight? In overtime, let's hear it. Uh, in twenty three minutes, he got he was four of eleven shooting. He made one three pointer. He had one rebound, two assists, nine steals, and two turnovers or nine points. I'm sorry, and two turnovers. Nine steals. Pick him up now. Um, yeah, nine <laughs> points. No steals. No steals, um, no blocks. Three personal fouls and nine and two turnovers. So you would think C.J. Watson's going to take the hit here, but C.J. Watson played 34 minutes tonight. I mean, I wouldn't totally be too into this game just because I think that they, they play and they play in limited minutes and, and maybe for the next couple games. Um, I think he gets back to his regular minutes, though. They need his scoring um, to be successful, I think. Um, so he's going to get minutes just – He's going to be the top 80, 75 maybe player. And that, that's, that's as good as it gets for Evan Fournier. Yeah, here week, week and a half, he'll be playing regular minutes. Uh, pick him up in any in any standard leagues. If you had C.J. Watson, he's uh, his stock is going uh, right down the hole uh, where, where it belongs. Actually, C.J. Watson's all right. I got he's respect made, for it. He's made a nice career for himself. I'll, I'll give the dude credit. Yeah, I wish uh, – when he, I wish he was on the Bulls again. 
I'm just depressed about the Bulls. He was on the uh, bad, bad breakup with CJ Watson. He like turned the ball over in a playoff game in one of those roses injured playoff years. And, um, you know, fans were like wanting his head in Chicago. And I was like, what the hell's wrong with you people? CJ Watson put up a really good year with Derrick Rose out. And now he's leaving. Like, why are you, why do you want him like, you know, gone from America? Like some, some vitriol out there. Uh, there's just too many Bulls haters around, I think. Well, the fan base isn't great because there's like the, you know, the meathead, like pissed off at everything, guys. And then there's the real cynical. Everybody's really cynical about everything. And then there's the guys who really like the Bulls who are like the most cynical, like me. So a fun fan base. Not at all. Unless we're winning and then it's a great fan base. <laughs> oh, the fair weather. It's not fair weather fans. It's a deep, deep passion. We have realistic standards for our basketball. Us in Boston have a very deep, rich, passionate basketball history. And um, I think when you look at – even when you look at sports all around, us in Boston, you can argue which who's the better city. Uh, it's obviously Chicago. But um, you can make that argument. People take their sports way too seriously in both of those cities. No arguments. No, yeah, you better not argue. No, go, I'm not. I'm not that crazy. Um, let's see. What do we got? Um, coming back from um, injury, I think we got Joel Embiid. I'm excited is, to talk due. about this because right, this do it. this is this is some craziness. Okay, so Joel Embiid missed three games. Okay, he played on last Friday against the Rockets. Played 28 minutes. Seven rebounds, four assists, three steals, two blocks, thirty-two points. Okay, is that good? Is that good? Is is four three pointers on top of that good for a center? Is that good? Um, this dude is maybe the best player in the league to watch. I, I'm still going with it, man. The guy is nuts. He's insane. He's a giant. He's a monster out there. He's always giving guys dirty looks and making me laugh. Um, he's got. He's definitely the best guy to follow on social media if you're not doing it. Okay, so. They're still doing his crazy back-to-back plan where he sits one game because, you know, all of his past injuries. So he sat out yesterday, which was an away game in Chicago. I figured that would happen. Because Thank tonight's... you. Thank you for sitting that game out, Joel well, Embiid, so, we, so the Chicago Bulls can win. Well, tonight's game was a home game, so you had to figure if he's going to sit out one game, he's going to sit out the road game, right, and play the home game. So tonight – comes around they're playing the kings uh this is monday night just so everyone knows and uh he's out and they say he's doubtful for the next two games so he came back from this same injury they played one game and now he's apparently going to miss the next four games so two more after tonight and i'm thinking to myself what 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 happened here is this uh you think this is shady business or do you think they uh this this is real? I think this is he's not really that hurt. They even actually kind of mentioned this on the broadcast. He probably complained like the day after uh on Saturday that his like leg was sore and stuff and so now they want to shut him down for a little bit just like let the injury completely go away. And I I'm just not loving it. And of course the 76ers had to beat the Kings. That's what what terrible news for the Chicago Bulls fans. Uh, every, everything is in the in the view of Chicago Bulls for me. Um, the Kings actually had a really good shot to win this game. I and, saw, 
DeMarcus Cousins fouled out on the cheapest foul I've ever seen. Uh, and I'm then sure. and then the 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 76ers just pulled away in that game. It was a really fun game to watch though. I'm sure uh Cousins was in good spirits though after the game. For fouling out. I'm sure he's always in good spirits, isn't he? Um he looked like he was going to punch someone right in the chin. He did have 46 and 15 with five steals, a block and a steal, four three-pointers, 20 oh, for 22 free throws. I was so excited to watch Embiid and Cousins go at it tonight. That would have been fun. They just ruined my they ruined my mojo. Um, let's take a look at the 76ers, actually, since we are um, talking about them. It's been a kind of a weird... It's been a weird year, but obviously Joel Embiid has made them at least watchable and interesting. But what do you think about the rest of this team? So Joel Embiid maybe out four to six more games, maybe four to six more days. Um, I don't know if anyone benefits from that because Okafor and Noel don't really play. They play weird minutes. What what do you, what do you think is going on with the te- this team for the rest of the year? Because I think it could go in a lot of different directions. Um. This team is a great team to watch, kind of. They, they, you know, they try really hard. They hustle. Um, some of these young players are really kind of starting to be exciting. Uh, Dario Saric looked great tonight. Um, good passer, so underrated passer, I think. Yeah, I kind of like that um, guy. I've been watching him uh, for the just kind of keeping my eye on his box scores, and um, I think he's going to be a pretty good uh, NBA player. So. Um, they they have to make a trade at some point, whether it's before the trade deadline or in the off season. I mean, they have too many big men. I mean, I think this this kid Rashawn Holmes would actually be like a decent backup center for somebody, but he can't get a minute because they got Noel, they got Okafor, they got Embiid, and like something's got to give here. They just got to make a move. Um, I wrote a piece for hashtag basketball uh, about their trade, their trade rumors. Um, so if you're interested in what kind of things I think could happen, uh, you can check that out. But I mean, this is a team that has the potential in a few years to be really, really good and really, really fun to watch if they make the right moves. And that's the big F. And that's, I, I think that always the problem with the process, right? Is that you get all these assets, you make a lot of moves and you, uh, you know, acquire all these draft picks, right? But when it comes down to it, if you aren't willing to, when you have too many assets, you're going to have to give something away, uh, you know, for 70 cents on the dollar. And it doesn't seem like they're willing to do it, especially with Okafor, who seems to be the prime candidate to get moved uh, simply because his defense is terrible. But there's, there's room for a guy like Okafor in the league. The guy can score almost at will in the post, so... Um, I have been pleased to see uh, Bob Covington playing very well lately. I'm very excited about him because I, I snagged him on a waiver wire a handful of weeks ago when he was um, kind of struggling. But in the last uh, month, he's been ranked the 26th player on averages in the league, in nine-cat leagues. Uh, do you think he's this is uh, a, a little breakout party for, for Covington or – this is just the streakiness has finally caught up back up to him. Um, Covington is what he is, which is always underrated. I mean, he's going to make good threes. People look at his field goal percentage and go, I don't want any part of that. But he gives you some nice rebounds for a guard. 
um, or small forward, you know, whatever whatever you want to classify him as. Um, steals are usually good. He gives you, you know, a pretty decent block total for, for a wing player. And, I mean, I think that it, even in real-life basketball, he's just a guy who's underrated. People think, like, oh, he's not even an NBA player. And he's good at what he does, and he's bad at what he can't do. I'll, I'll trade Rajon Rondo for him right now. He's he's under, it's underrated as as all hell, I think, especially even in fantasy. Um, kind of probably a late draft pick. Probably got dropped because of his slow start. He was, I mean, at one point he couldn't make a shot for like a month. Um, and it does look like that's completely reversed. He is is pretty uh, close to two steals for the season. In the last month, he's over two steals a game. Two steals and a block a game, that's that's high level right there. When you can get the one block, one steal, that's always good. This is much better. Two steals is a, is does really make a huge difference. Uh, and then you throw in uh, seven rebounds and a couple threes a game. That's um, much, much better than someone like uh, Mo Harkless or uh, even Tobias Harris right now. So the, 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 what you got to worry about is that uh, does – Bob Covington just fall right back to earth. Bob is Bob has been known to be a quite the streaky man, so it, it's possible. But I I really like his game, so I, I'm I'm on the train. Would you sell high right now if you had him on your team? No, I mean I'm holding him. I think he's still going to be good in, in the steals, and he's going to be decent in the blocks and, and the three pointers. And so like I mean I if I have him on my team, he he's filling a role for me, and he's not really like one of my main pieces so yeah i mean if i can get if i can get the right value you move on anyone but i mean i'm not moving for someone of equal value because i think he's probably filling the need for my team yeah this is almost like a okay hot streak uh, look for a, a guy who needs those you know three pointers or, or steals and you're already sitting pretty like you're already kind of you're getting into the playoffs he's kind of one of your lower like uh tiered guy forwards or whatever uh if you can move him for something to improve your team there's no reason you shouldn't Especially when he's playing so well. Do you do you like uh, T.J. McCollum's uh, new? Um, I guess not new, but increasing role on this team. Um, do I like it? Well, I think that it has a very well. I shouldn't say very. He has a limited shelf life. Um, they've already said they want to make Simmons the point guard, so if Simmons comes back. Guard, I think. Um, you think but, that kill, kills TJ's uh, TJ's minutes, TJ's stats uh, over the last uh, two weeks? He's over uh, almost averaging ten assists a game. He's always been there, though. Even last year when he played, he's an assist guy. He's 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 a Rondo man. He's looking to pass. He he knows that he's not a, a phenomenal shooter. So if he can get to the rim, he's going to lay it up. I'll trade and Rondo for him right not, now. He's going to pass it. I'll trade Rondo for him right now. <laughs> We went over this last time. You trade Rondo <laughs> for a bag of stale peanuts. Anyone, just anyone, I'll, anyone you know. Here's what fine. I want to know, though: Would you trade Bobby Portis to get back Bob Cove for your Bulls? Ooh, that's a that's actually kind of a tough one. I mean, it wouldn't make any sense for the Seventy Sixers, but oh, I know. Um, but this is the hypothetical trade game, which is always fun. In real life? Yeah. Of course, in real life. Because in fantasy, this is not even a question. Yeah, I think you would do it. 
I think you would do it. Um, Covington and, is what twenty. He's twenty six. Okay, he's a, I thought he was twenty four, so I thought he was a little younger. Uh, but no, I think that 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 spread out the floor wing is exactly what we're la- the Bulls are lacking. Uh, and obviously, Nico. Just you know, I don't know what's wrong with Nico if he just is completely lost. And he um, probably tired of being on such a dysfunctional team is my guess. But um, yeah, Covington would fit really well with a Wade, a Wade Covington and, and Jimmy um, running around out there with Taj. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And I think the average NBA person would think you are crazy for doing that deal. I don't know. Maybe. Bobby Portis does seem to have like a lot of upside. People get pretty pumped up about Bobby Portis, but uh, completely lost on defense. Like, borderline at some points, he's just like standing where no one is and not guarding anyone. It's like, how are you on a basketball court not guarding anyone? Like, how is that even possible? Eighth graders know better how to do that. So it's, uh, it's, it's sometimes it's really bad, hard to watch. You just like staring at his crazy eyes. Don't lie. I just want him to look me deep, deep in my eyes all the time, <laughs> every day. Um, there's another guy who's coming back. Uh, so we got obviously Ben Simmons coming back. If Ben Simmons is on your waiver wire right now, what do you need to do? To what would you need to? What's the stipulations for you to pick him up right now? What are the stipulations for me to pick him up? Um, I'm probably not, unless it's a roto league. Um, they just had that report from from NewJersey.com where they were said that he's still a ways away, and that basically he's not really doing much in practice other than like five on zero work. And uh, so, I mean, the scan showed no setbacks that he just had last week, but. I mean, if you're not actually playing anyone, I mean, you got to figure he's at least a month away at, at the soonest. And so I'm not really trying to hold him for a month unless I got a, a, an IR spot or a nice games played limit, especially because we don't really know what he's going to be. Yeah, I think you could give it at least two weeks. But um, if you're in a if you're in a standard league, I I don't know what unless he's coming back within within the week. I don't know how you pick him up and have that on your roster spot, taking it up a roster spot. But I am excited from a real basketball perspective just to watch him play. I mean, I think I think he's going to be excited. It'll, it'll be fun to see him play with Embiid. It'd be fun if they just rolled them out. They're like, all right, all limits are off. They won't do this. They're just like, all right, all limits are off. Let's just see how this goes, and then like. <laughs> Then this uh, suddenly the 76ers are like an amazing team to watch. They could probably make the playoffs. Who knows? In the crappy East. <laughs> Your words, not mine. The East is terrible. The Bulls are still in playoff contention somehow. Speaking of the East, um, a guy who's coming back, oh, let's see, within a week, week and a half or so, um, a guy who I'm going to guess the answer is not important, but – Looking at what's going on on this team, do you think Tiago Splitter is at all um, standard league relevant when he comes back? I will not be fooled by this man again. Every time he's getting ready to come back, I think to myself, like, okay, especially in deeper leagues. I mean, he usually only gets, like, about 20 minutes a game. So, I mean, that's hard to own in a standard league. 
But in, in, in some of my deeper leagues, I'm like, all right, this guy could be an asset. I, I'm going to try and pick him up. And then every time he just seems to crush me with an injury. Um, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not too excited. He's going to shoot a good field goal percentage and he's probably not going to do much else. Yeah. I'm kind of a, I'm in agreement. I, you, if, if there's something happened to Dwight Howard, I think this would be another, another story, but, um, even Mike Muscala is, um, probably better than Tiago splitter. I mean, that might go back and forth, uh, depending on, you know, who's healthy in matchups and such like that. But, yeah, they brought him in there, and and um, I just don't I don't see how he's anything but a backup and in backup numbers. He's not he's not good enough for standard leagues. I'm with you on that. Another big man who um, is out. Something somebody it sounded like you were pretty upset about is uh, Cody Zeller. Well, here's why I'm upset about it. Read his injury and tell me like that sounds like a real thing. Um, you got it in front of you. I do not. It sounds like he. All this I see is quad contusion. Yes. What? What? What is that? Is that Charlie Horse? Bruise on your quad? I thought that was just a bruise on your quad. Isn't that what a contusion is? Is a bruise? Yeah, I think it's just a bruise. Maybe someone punched him so in, you, he, in practice. This guy's missed how many games with a bruise on his quad? This is he's already missed three, and he's doubtful to play tomorrow. He had been playing kind of kind of well right before that. Um, for and the year, he is in the top one. He's ranked in the top one hundred, only playing. Uh, this is the. Go ahead. This is one of the ultimate unsexy, but just solid value guys like their leagues in like 10 and 12 leagues. I see this guy sitting on the waiver wire. You can just snag him. He's a yeah, top no, 100 player. Nobody, nobody's interested in Cody Zeller. Um, Cody Zeller is surprisingly ranked 86th for the year in nine cat leagues uh, across the board per game in the last month. That's up to 62nd. He really gets a lot of his value from his field goal percentage, his lack of turnovers and his um, incredibly good free throw percentage, uh, lately anyway, for the season he's only shooting sixty nine percent. But in the last month he's been shooting eighty seven percent somehow. So um, don't know where that came from. But other than that, he's you know he's kind of like one of those guys. He gets a block and he gets a steal, and those are that's value right there. Once you get a block and a steal, you're kind of a you 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 be you enter the realm of standard league value. So I want this guy to go home, put some ice on his bruise, and just man up and play tomorrow. Just, just a rough – I think it's a rough bruise. Just just saddle up, man. Your leg's bruised. Just saddle up. I don't know. Have you ever ran as fast as you can right into um, Dwight Howard's knee? <laughs> no, but if you call Dwight Howard, I'll do it. All right. I'll give him a, I'll give him a call. I'll DM him and see if he wants to do this. We'll put it on YouTube. All right. And then, and then, also, I'll, then I'll see, like, oh, you're going to do the podcast this week? You're like, no, I have a quad <laughs> contusion. I, can, I can't walk. I'll sit out for the next six weeks of the podcast because I have a quad contusion. Then I'll call up Cody Zeller and tell him I'm sorry. But I'm not thinking yeah. it's happening. Your bruise cannot be that bad. You've already missed a week. Saddle up. Your bruise should be gone by now. I do have a, a – there's another guy on, on Charlotte who has kind of piqued my interest uh, lately, and that is old man Marvin Williams. 
uh, has been playing pretty well lately over the last uh, couple weeks or so, has um, kind of got back into this old groove. Not as not as great as last year, but uh, starting to approach last year's numbers where he was kind of across the board, can't hurt you anywhere guy. He's uh, kind of he's starting to approach that a little bit. In the last two weeks, he is ranked 60th in uh, per game nine cat with uh, playing um, 27 minutes, 12 points, two three-pointers, six rebounds, a steal, a half a block, only shooting 42%. Uh, 90% from the field, never turns the ball over. Are you are you picking up Marvin Williams if he's on your waiver wire in a standard league? Um, maybe. Um, I think that if you look at the season-long numbers, this was a guy that they all – all the numbers say that he should be better. Um, what gave him a lot of value last year was he got up to a block, and he basically had only ever gotten half a block a game uh, before that, and he's back to that half a block a game this season. Um, so his value as far as last year goes, um, he, he's not getting back to that, but this guy's another guy. He's just not sexy. He's going to be better than he's been so far this year. So I'm probably picking him up, but I'm also not falling in love with him. Like if someone better comes along, I'm, I'm not afraid to dump him in and go for them. Yeah. He f- definitely feels like a, um, kind of in the, in the drop zone type of player. He definitely feels like someone where, all right, if you want to pick him up, go ahead and give him a shot. He's not going to blow you away. He's not going to hurt you. Uh, he's not going to do anything super sexy. But he's doing enough right now to warrant, like, you know, being at the end of somebody's bench. And, you know, that's good enough. I'm with you. I was uh, I was a little surprised because he, he, he was kind of on people's radars from, from last year. Didn't have a great start to the season at all, but has picked it up lately. So, it well, is, and it, if you look at last year's numbers, he shot forty percent from three, um, and he's career thirty five percent shooter. And he blocked a shot, and he had never really gotten even close to blocking a shot uh, for the season last year. Now, so I mean, like, and the field goal percentage seemed like it was high, given the last you know three or four years there. So, I mean, he just kind of played out of his mind, and and so I think that you kind of had to know that going in. Um, and then he was really bad, and now I think he's going to come back up to where he really sits. Yeah, I think he's going to do similar to what he did last year, minus that whole block thing. And uh, it does look like he's hitting a little bit more three-pointers, which obviously the whole league shooting more three-pointers other than the Bulls. So, um, yeah. Just found out that the Bulls are last in field goal or free throw or no, three-point attempts and three-point percentage. Aren't you happy about that, though? Because I don't think the Bulls have anyone who can – well, no. I shouldn't say anyone. I don't I'm think they have many players who can consistently make a three-pointer. I'm not happy about it. Not, not at all. What you should be mad about is the construction of that roster, man. That's, I, that's uh, really the negative. I definitely am. Uh, another guy who's coming back from uh, injury is D'Angelo Russell. Um, D'Angelo Russell probably should not have been dropped in most leagues – but there's a good chance that he was because when you look at him, uh, you take the name away, take the Lakers jersey away, and you look at just his stats, he's a very mediocre fancy player. Um, yeah, kind of. I I mean, I've been down um, on D'Angelo. Last year I was a big hater. 
Um, and obviously when uh, Kobe left, I was like, all right, here's your chance to be a breakout. And then some people were trying to say he's going to make the all-star team, which is hilarious. And uh, yeah, he still sh- shoots in uh, not a very good percentage. He doesn't pass the ball enough. I'm not, I'm not entirely impressed by D'Angelo Russell. What could be um, a saving grace of him for fantasy? And I don't know that this is going to happen, but if he gets 30 to 32 minutes, he could be pushing that 20 points per game um, range. And if you get 20 points a game, you, you got to be owned by somebody, right? Yeah, definitely. And if you look at his good games, the games where he does play around 30 minutes and you look at his solid games, um, they are they are a bit impressive. He Sometimes he gets hot. And it does, it does go to show you that the potential is there. So his ceiling is a lot higher than, you know, someone like Marvin Williams, whose ceiling is somewhere around 100th best player in the league, uh, fantasy-wise. And De- oh- D'Angelo could be way better. I'll admit to saying this too, before his injury, that was kind of a guy I was trying to buy low on. Now, when I say buy low, you had to buy at the value he was producing, not the value that an irrational Lakers fan values him at. Um, But I think the stats are only going to get better for D'Angelo in so much as he was shooting a horrible percentage and – I don't know that he shoots a great percentage, but I think he shoots better than 40%, and he's below that so far this, for the season. And he's only been playing 26.3 minutes a game for the season. And I think as the season winds down, they just say, we want you to play and get better. And so he gets closer to that 30 mark, and all of the counting stats kind of tick up a little bit just because he's playing more minutes. Yeah, you would hope that they're going to try to um... – Get him. I mean, it depends on what the Lakers are trying to do down the down the stretch or whatever. But you would think they would want to get their young guys a lot of minutes. Well, yeah, and I mean, they just have so many young players, and at some point, you just got to let them, you know, let the chains off, right? And just say, yeah. what What are you going to be? Yeah, let them let them ride. Let them see what they can do. Let them learn from their mistakes. Let them play too many minutes and have to deal with a, a long game. Um, I do think uh, of all the things. Um, Luke Walton could be one thing. I think he's already got that. He's already got that kind of um, that Kerr esque Popovich esque kind of like Zen of like looking at the bigger picture, where they're like, you know what? What's important is getting a lot of uh, experience this year, playing the right, finding the right ways to play with each other, and having you know enjoying playing basketball instead of being like, all right, we got to make sure. Uh, you know, Randall gets his 20 and 10 or else he's going to sit on the bench all, all, all year. Like he's not a weird coach when it comes to that kind of stuff. I got a player I want to ask you about. Oh, and this is a Laker. Um, and so I don't, I don't know really what your thoughts are going to be on this, but, uh, and I don't know how much basketball you've seen this, this young man play, but what are you thinking about Brandon Ingram down the stretch? Hmm. This is a, a guy we have talked about before. Um, I'm not watching a lot of Lakers basketball. Surprise, surprise. Um, because it's it's to me it's not terribly entertaining. Um, outside of a dyna- like a like a keeper league, 
I don't know why you would own Brandon Ingram. And even for the rest of the season, even if he is starting to move back into that starter role, it's hard for me to think his consistency is there, uh, especially his consistency with his shot. It's um, I, There's some raw talent there for sure. So it's it, it depends on – so if they want to go like, all right, let's see what happens. Let's just do D'Angelo and Brandon Ingram and run them out there 34 minutes a night and they get into a groove – uh yeah maybe you know swing in there and give Brandon Ingram a shot but other than that like specific kind of perfect situation I don't see how Brandon Ingram is staying really relevant for any part of the season not only that I don't if you watch the games okay from my perspective anyways he shows a glimpse or two every game and then he does so many things where you just go what were you doing? What were you thinking? Um, he's shooting 28% from three-point range on two attempts, 2.3 attempts a game. I mean, he just he seems a little bit lost. Um, for fantasy, what could save him is if he gets some really big minutes, I could see him getting close to a block in a steal game just because he's got those long, rangy arms and he kind of can get, get in the way, so to speak. But I just don't really think he's going to be any sort of fantasy asset this season and, and maybe even next season. Yeah, it might not even – it depends on what kind of leap he takes over. The, so it depends on – and it does sound like when you when you hear what's coming out of uh, Lakerland – the kid's 19, for God's sakes. Um, when you hear what's coming out of Lakerland with how he's improved just this season, and even that I can see. Like I, I remember watching some Brandon Ingram at the beginning of the season. And being like, oh, that was a really nice move. And then and then the rest of the game going, oh, my gosh, that guy can't hasn't figured out how to play basketball yet. Um, now he's able to hold, him, hold his own uh, on the court at least a, a lot more than he was at the beginning of the season. So if, if he's serious, which it seems like why wouldn't he be? It's his job. Um, he could take a, a, an interesting leap next year a leap that does uh, like you said uh, attribute to his 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 length and uh, his kind of defensive abilities he could end up being uh, you know half a, a block and a half a, a steal and a half a game um, in starters minutes if if he kind of steps his game up along with the fact that if he ever got a shot now you're if he's hitting threes now you're talking about a real basketball player and um, that could get interesting but this guy's a, a bigger work in progress, I think, than Giannis was, but that I'm body voting, type is there. I'm voting he's overvalued in next year's drafts already. Yeah, I think if he gets – unless he has an amazing summer league, which don't put any credit in that for sure, um, I don't know why he would be drafted. I'm but, sure he will be. That's what I mean, but he will be just on name value alone, I think. Yeah, wait till that guy uh, drops Brandon Ingram, then pick him up. That's how you do it. That's how the real men do it. I'd like to take a moment now to talk about our sponsor, NoHalftime.com. If you haven't heard about NoHalftime.com, it's a pretty cool mobile app for fantasy sports. Basically, NoHalftime allows you to create a player versus player challenge in most of the major sports. So NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and the PGA. You can basically do anything. You can take uh, Raymond Felton versus Garrett Temple, and whoever ends up having the best night wins. It's a, it's a pretty simple concept, but there's basically endless possibilities, endless uh, 
combinations you could actually come up. It's uh, different than other traditional fantasy services because your lineup really just consists of one player, not a whole team where you're going against a ton of people. You're, you got one player versus one person. If you like uh, betting on fantasy sports, especially the NBA, go ahead and go to nohalftime.com right now and use the promo code BOXES, that is B-O-X-E-S, to get started today. I have a question for you. Oh, I am ready for this question. There's a guy who, ever since I put him on my fantasy basketball all-star team, in a recent episode that everyone should go back and listen to because there is some good uh, mid-season all-star banter. This guy is proven to be uh, kind of a kind of a player, including a, a 24 and 10 rebound game with five assists. I'm talking about Seth Curry in Dallas. Is Seth Curry for real? Seth Curry is what he is. Um, is that real? Um. It, it might be. Don't, don't hate on Seth Curry. He's an all. He's a fantasy all star. <laughs> he is a phenomenal three point shooter. I will give him that. He is f- phenomenal. I mean, and, and what what basically amounts to a full season, a little bit over a full season of games now. He has shot thirty or forty three point four percent from three point land on three attempts a game. But he's not really going to do anything too sexy, right? I mean. He's, he's doing enough. He's doing enough right now. He's scoring in a high clip, uh, which you know is a is an asset in in fantasy leagues. He's hitting threes and over to a game, which is pretty good. Uh, for some reason, he got a ten rebound game, which is a fluke. But also, he does rebound fairly decent for a guy who's playing uh, low thirty minutes and is a guard. Uh, this does probably come with the fact that I, uh, JJ Brea is out for the you know for a month or so and i believe darren williams has been sitting out lately yeah toe sprain for darren williams so and i think go ahead is is this is seth curry's the seth curry renaissance is what i'm calling it is uh, is this simply because of opportunity and not because they're going to start you know putting him at the point guard uh, down the stretch of the season yeah, I mean, while while Darren, while these guys are out, Darren Williams is supposed to miss the next two games. Um, he's worth it, and but I just don't see it when he when I mean, like he had games when those guys were playing where he got thirteen minutes, twenty two minutes, twenty five minutes, twenty two minutes, you know, thirty one minutes, twenty five minutes. Like at that low of minutes, he's I don't think he's going to be worth owning in standard leagues i mean if he's playing over 30 minutes yeah anyone who plays over 30 minutes pretty much is worth owning unless your name's brandon ingram yeah it's almost hard for me to say seth curry is anything but uh, uh right now just you know hitting hitting everything at the right time um which i do think is worth owning it's worth uh, playing the hot hand if you got someone at the bottom if, if would you rather have him or would you rather have marvin williams on your team i'd rather have steph seth curry right now but if I'm going for someone I want to keep for the whole season, it's Marvin Williams. I think that's fair um, because, you know, Seth kind of drops back into a st- almost almost stream only if he's going to be playing behind JJ and Darren. So, uh, but right now I think he should be owned probably in all, in all leagues. I'm with you on that. Um, you got any, any other trends, any other interesting things going on that you've seen? 
Oh, well, you don't want to talk about Chris Depps? I do. I was saving that for the final the final segment of the uh, – it's a new segment. Oh, a new segment. Let's call it. What up with Chris Stamps? Oh man, we gotta have a cool jingle for that, right? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of like, like the, the SNL skit. So, so we gotta get something cool like "Yo, yo, yo, what up with Chris Stamps?" Like what that? up with Chris Stamps? What up with Chris Stamps? Something like that. <laughs> I already yeah. love it. Yeah, I'm gonna hire Keenan to do that, and then I'm gonna have break dancers. It's a great skit if you haven't seen that one. Um, what is up with Chris Stamps? What's going on here? This guy ranked at the top 30 for the year, uh, even with this bad, even with being out for injury a little bit. Did he come back too soon? Uh, is he just playing his way back into uh, into shape? He Since he's come back, he's playing under 30 minutes a game. He isn't, you know, hitting threes anymore. Uh, his Blocks are a little down. Like the stats just across the board are a little down. He's not hitting threes, which is very strange. Um, uh, what up with Chris Tabs? I'm not surprised. Do you remember what his injury was? Um, I do not off the top of my head. Was it? It was uh, a was sore it? Achilles. Oh. Hmm. So I don't hmm. know, if, and if you've ever hurt your Achilles. I am a man who has hurt my Achilles, not not torn it or anything, but just strained it a little bit. And you lose a lot of the jumping ability and just power um, in your feet, especially if you try to come back a little too soon. And so I'm not surprised that he's not doing the three-pointers, right? Got to jump, okay? Yep. And and if, if the steals and blocks will be down, I, I, I'm not surprised. The rebounds down a little bit, not surprised. Can't jump very good. I'm just surmising this. I, I don't know. I would say the Achilles is probably still a little tender. And he's just not – the mobility is not where it needs to be right now. But I think this could be a good time to buy low if someone's panicking. Yeah, it, it definitely could be. I mean, he did get uh, – it does look like against Charlotte, you know, that game looked a little bit more like himself. But still um, – Something's up with him, and uh, it might linger a little bit. Though, if if they're still playing him, I, I'm not too worried about. I mean, I'm always going to be re- worried about it re- being reaggravated, but I'm not worried about him. You know, being in a slump for the rest of the year, uh, he'll be eventually. Th- this will get healthy, um, and well, and he's going to have a nice break slump. coming up for the All Star game. Yeah, I mean, that'll be nice. And so. I- this is a guy, if, if anyone's looking to sell him a little bit low, pounce it. Yeah, get it before the All-Star break, before he uh, comes back rested, and then he starts destroying everyone in the entire league, which he should be doing. Well, I mean, there's no doubt about that, is there? Um, I don't think so. I hope not, because uh, I might or might not have traded for Chris Porzingis, betting some of my uh, keeper value uh, on his uh, potential. So I really... Certainly hope he isn't um, hit his peaker or something like that. You ready for the for another Knicks commentary? Um, Derrick Rose probably going to miss a couple more games. Uh, so if you're a man in need of assists, 
uh, you should go get Brandon Jennings right now. Brandon Jennings, um, yeah, he's always the the guy you need to get. Actually, he's had a couple great uh, last two games, though. That it's a little that that four overtime game is a little skewed. Um, did you watch any of that four the fourth overtime game? I missed it. Um, I did not. I I cannot watch those games in, until after they're over. So, due to a blackout thing, which is the biggest load of what? baloney. Okay, where where I live in in Pennsylvania, the two teams that are blacked out on League Pass are the Sixers and the Knicks, which the Sixers is fine because I get them on the local, but the Knicks you they don't even offer the the channel on my local. They're like no, th- they're like you're not gonna watch it, and you're not gonna we're not gonna offer it to you. So screw you. Yeah, so I the only way I can watch those games is like on the replay, like however long after it's over you can you know like watch the replay. Um, so Derek Rose sat out that four overtime game, so and he played limited minutes on Fridays in Friday's game, so that's a little bit why Brandon Jennings' last two games are are real are a little bigger. Yeah, if you see Rose uh, is going to be out another game, yep, or two games, go with Jennings. This is um, definitely just something that you, that you got to do when this happens, but once. Rose is back. Uh, I would just you know go back to dumping Jennings if you uh, want some more long term assist. T.J. Uh, McConnell is probably the better bet if he's sitting around on your waivers the rest of the year. And T.J. McConnell is just a cool guy to own because he he's a non sexy player. Yeah, you could be like, oh, he's getting uh, the what like the third best assists in the league right now. It's pretty pretty incredible. And he even shoots a free throw or two now, if you remember back to our free throw watch uh, back in the old days where he never shot a free throw to start. Uh, oh, yeah, career. that's right. I remember that. He's finally shooting them. It's a thing now. God, wow, what a guy. Like, really improving his game. <laughs> really, t- really taking it seriously. He learned how to get fouled. <laughs> like, how, how has he, like, definitely not gotten better? Oh, he's definitely gotten better. Um he just strikes that. me he just strikes me as a guy who doesn't seem like he should play in the in the NBA. Like they list him at six foot two. I don't think he's that tall. Mm, and like no. he goes out there and he like doesn't seem super fast or super athletic. And then like he's just balling out assists, man. I was gonna say I thought I thought he was third in assists in the last two weeks. He is fourth in assists behind uh, LeBron, who's trying to make a point um, by getting a ton of assists. So uh, LeBron averaging over 10 assists in the last two weeks. I guess he's been averaging close to 8, 8-8, eight eight, 26-8-8, eight eight, just a normal LeBron life. Um, no big deal. Um, hmm. I wrote this the, the other week. I, I want to hear what you think about this. Uh, speaking of LeBron. Um, he's been playing the crazy minutes lately, 37 and a half a game for the season. Um, I made a prediction that he's got two more years of, of that type of minutes. And if he keeps playing that type of minutes, that's, he has, he has the big one. Like Kobe had some sort of big injury that kind of ends the, the greatness. Hmm. I mean, that would be, that would be interesting to see because he's just, He's a monster. He obviously takes incredibly good care of himself. He um, buys the most high-powered cryogenically frozen. I think he just cryogenically freezes himself in the summer. (laughs) 
so he doesn't put any more wear on his knees. And then they ship him right to Germany, and they they platelet the crap out of him. And then they uh, they bring him back, and then there he is. You know, he's as good as he was at the last game of last season, um, which you know some would say is a little unfair because he's rich enough to do that. But um, yeah, two two three more years of this kind of u- utilization, this usage rate, I could see that he's getting pretty old, and you do see it. You do see it occasionally where it wears on him, but if he can figure out a way to basically take the regular season off like he used to, um, then then he'll be you know his longevity increases pretty quickly. I just think that he, he the minutes load and. and... I haven't looked into like a, a ton of players, um, but the minutes load that he plays, usually there's kind of a sweet spot at that 34, 35, 36 range where it just kind of catches you, just runs you down. And then you have a big injury that you just, you're never the same from. Yeah. I, as much as I hate LeBron, I really actually hope it doesn't, that something like that doesn't happen. Um, but science shows. I mean, just go look at go look at the facts. Um, guys who have that high of utilization, it, it wears them down. And even superhumans like LeBron's probably um, it'll probably happen to him eventually if he keeps this up. So I say this is a point of saying enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, enjoy uh, watching LeBron hopefully lose in the finals um, for the rest of his career. That'd be great. I thought it was going to be the Eastern Conference Finals, the Bulls. Like, come on! Oh yeah, those the the days of of hope and joy in Chicago are over. <laughs> oh, Mike, it's going to be a long some amount of years. No, they're they're going to be back. Give them like two years, three years tops. They'll be back. My, I am looking into writing a article about whether or not basically either trade J- Jimmy or trade everybody but Jimmy. I think that's the only way forward. Either way forward, uh, when you're looking at it, front office has got to go. Um, they just they've done such a horrible job over the last two years, and Hoiberg and Jimmy do not mix. Um, so I think Hoiberg, who has not really proved that he's a good coach at all, should definitely go um, or and try to give Hoiberg a team that he could actually use play with. And, and see how that goes, but that's another two to three years uh, of having to deal with Hoiberg and Garpax. And I learned this in the uh, Zach Lowe interview. Apparently, I think Gar Foreman bought Fred Hoiberg's house when Fred Hoiberg left the Bulls back, you know, back in the '90s or whatever. They're like boys forever. Um, so get rid of both of them. I'm I think, tired of, tired I think of that's that's their best strategy right now. Is is clean house with the management and the coaching staff and just start yeah. new. Uh, you know, you can make the argument that, that Jimmy is a top 10 player in the league, uh, especially a two-way player. You're not getting Jimmy Butler back if you trade Jimmy Butler. You're, yeah, and you're, you're, you're going to have to get lucky to get Jimmy Butler in the draft or better than Jimmy Butler in the draft if you give Jimmy Butler away. Well, yeah, and I mean, I think we, that, that's very important. It's been proven over the years. I mean, like, just because you have a top pick doesn't mean you're getting a top player. 
No, I think, you know, statistically the process works, as you can see by the process himself. Uh, beautiful Joel Embiid. And then Ben Simmons coming in. But um, without a full-scale destruction and luck, even giving, getting something as good as Jimmy Butler is is kind of a rare. And then, you know, when you look at where Jimmy Butler was drafted, um, that's, you know, that's as good as, as I'm stealing from Zach Lowe's podcast already, but um, as good as, you know, um, Manu Ginobili kind of pick. I mean, the, those are those are both incredible late round, um, late picks of the draft uh, for guys who actually panned out. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to, I guess, weigh the two options and see which one's the best. But either way, they got a clean house up in the management area. And that's your edition of Bulls Corner for the week. Yeah. I'm uh, obviously depressed about the Bulls because I can't stop uh, putting everything into Bulls context. So I apologize for everybody who hates the Bulls out there. No, I don't. I don't apologize to you people. I apologize to people who just want to hear about fantasy. Um, and that's really all I, I think we got for this evening. Uh, you got anything else, Tyler? Uh, no, I think that's about it. Cool. Um, I think, yeah, that's about it. You can find uh, me at Watch the Boxes on Twitter if you want to hit me up with feedback for the show and or uh, get fancy advice for your trades and your, your waiver wire picks. And uh, where can we find you, Tyler? Uh, you can find me at Watsy4444. Perfect. And we both write for watchtheboxes.com, which has great fancy tools, especially that calendar tool that we are always talking about. And if you like the show, go ahead and give us a rank, ranking on whatever app you're listening to um, and give us a review. The reviews really help uh, with us with the rankings and help other people find the show. So uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. And I'll see you again soon, Tyler. All right. See you, Mike.